Hey mama, this is Motherhood Grace, a podcast dedicated to taking care of modern homemakers. I'm your host, Kate Markovitz, a mom ready to rewrite the motherhood narrative with you. I'm fed up with conventional mom culture. You know, the one where mom is the exhausted martyr of the family and only values her worth by her busyness or how much she sacrifices in the name of motherhood. It's time to reclaim our motherhood and our lives. We are women worthy of feeling and being confident, energetic, and joyful. I'm here to provide tools, resources, and the community you need to thrive in your motherhood. You've totally got this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Motherhood Grace podcast. I am your host, Kate. And I am super pumped to be recording episode 23 today. I just have to take a moment to nerd out. My whole family, if anyone is listening, they're rolling their eyes right now. They're so tired of hearing me talk about the number 23, but truly 23 has been what I would call an angel number or a sign during my motherhood journey. And really now throughout my life, it is crazy. I could truly record an episode just talking about the number 23 and how it has played a role in my life for the past five, six years. It's, it's, it would blow your mind. I feel like I have to explain some of them. Okay. The first one is I found I was pregnant on the 23rd. Charlotte's due date was the 23rd. She was not born on her due date, but she was born at 523, which was her due date. And the moment the doctor told me what time it was when she was born, I was like, Lord, thank you, because I had the worst pregnancy ever. It was high risk. I was so afraid something was going to be wrong whenever I did give birth. And she ended up just being a peanut and has been a peanut forever. Um, let's see what else. Even even to this day, she now rides bus 23 home every day. And it just, when I see that little bus pulling up every day, it just makes me so happy. So anyway, I will now close my nerdness and just continue with the next announcement, announcement, which is that I just truly appreciate the support and feedback to relaunching this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate that. And I would love to ask a huge favor that if you have been enjoying the podcast, if you've listened to any of the episodes before, if you're enjoying what we're talking about now, to please leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast and or share with a friend or your social media platform. I know I've heard, because I've listened to podcasts for over a decade now, I've heard all of the hosts talk about this, but it really is how word spreads and is incredibly helpful, especially for a small podcaster like me who does not have the reach or the sponsorships and the capacity that a lot of other platforms do. So if you could just take a moment and do that, if this has been something that it's helping you, I... I really, truly appreciate it. Whoever left the review on Apple Podcasts, like my heart just swelled when I read that. It was so, so sweet and truly what my goal is with this podcast. So we just wrapped up a three-part series talking all about toxic mom cultures. Episode 20 was defining toxic mom cultures. Episode 21 was responding to common defenses of toxic mom cultures, and we went through three of them. 
And then episode 22 was a discussion of how I pulled myself out of toxic mom culture. So that was a lot of really deep and, you know, potentially heavy conversations, just thinking about all of that. So today I wanted to take a moment to let all of that information really sink in, to give you the space to truly think about what we've been talking about, toxic mom cultures. How is it impacting you? How is it impacting your mom circle? How is it impacting how you show up for your family, for your children, and for yourself? Um, Sometimes I think when we think about motherhood, it is always servitude. It is always about other people, but it's also your motherhood. This is your life. So how is this impacting your life and and what you are experiencing in your day-to-day? So to do this, I just wanted to take a moment to have a little more lighthearted episode and talk about an entry from my latest book, which is the Motherhood Grace Podcast. I'm sorry, Mother. I got so used to say Motherhood Grace podcast. It's actually called the Motherhood Grace Guide. It's a journal of inspiration and encouragement for moms. I want to talk about why I wrote that book, some more details about that book, and then read you an entry so you can understand how the book is written and some of the information that is in there. If it is something that could be helpful to you, because While this podcast is free, I am happy to be in your ears and encourage you and give you this good information. I also always think about who I'm listening to, what I'm reading and watching every day, and if it's helping me, if it's encouraging me, lifting me higher, you know, pulling me out, so to speak, of the toxic mom culture, or if it's keeping me little, if it's making me feel worse, if it's giving a negative feeling to my life. And I try to write the Motherhood Grace Guide with that uplifting message and with this concept that no one else can build your motherhood and your journey except for you. And sometimes that can feel really scary and overwhelming because if you're feeling like you really have identified with one of these toxic mom cultures or you're not happy where you are right now, it can feel like, well, where do I go from here? Now what? Thanks, Kate. (laughs) Thanks for exposing this information where now I'm feeling like I don't know what to do next. And so this guide and hopefully what I bring to you in this podcast and what I share on my social media can help bridge that gap and to help you take steps to a future that you are excited and happy to be living. I also wrote the guide as a continuation of the postpartum grace guide, which just has been such an amazingly helpful product for so many moms and really a success. I'm so proud of what my first guide has been able to do for women. We've sold over 3,000 copies of the Postpartum Grace Guide to this point, which is humbling and incredible. I'm not sure what I ever expected when I put it out there. It really was like, I just need to get this off my chest. I need to process through my experience and what I and what I wish I would have had at the time. And to think that there are 3,000 plus moms that are now able to have that support is 
it's amazing. That's so amazing. It's such a great gift for a pregnant or postpartum friend because it it is support that can be used either daily over six weeks or as she needs it during that first year. I mean, a lot of times we buy these gifts for the baby thinking this is what's going to create a peaceful motherhood. And in reality, moms just, they really just need some more support and being able to provide that for the 42 days that the postpartum grace guide does is just a nice way to help a mom through motherhood. And I started getting requests of, what should I do after I finish the postpartum guide? And so a natural progression really was to write a a guide for moms that are in this active phase of motherhood. So you have your children at home, you are really truly in the trenches of motherhood and raising them day after day. And I'm sure it feels like that never really goes away, but this is a guide that I imagine children living in the house with the mother, and actively raising them. And so before I read an entry, I just want to share some more of the details of the Motherhood Grace Guide. So the Motherhood Grace Guide has 52 inspirational messages with journal prompts. They are arranged into the four seasons of the year. So spring, summer, fall, and winter with 13 prompts per season. So if you think about a calendar year in the United States, we have 52 weeks. And I know that especially if you have multiple children that are being run in all different directions, something daily may feel really overwhelming. And so I split this up thinking that a mom could do this one like one day a week, like maybe every soccer practice, you sit in your car for the first 15 minutes and you go through an entry in the guide or every Sunday night to set the tone for the week before you go to bed, instead of watching a show or doing whatever you would normally do, you do the entry to the guide. The topics included self-care, nutrition and nourishment, self-awareness, mental health, communication, parenting, cycle syncing, and just so much more. Similar to the Postpartum Grace Guide, there are several adult coloring opportunities and expressive writing options, and these are always options. The guides, I have a really um, affinity for beautiful things, and so I think the guide looks wonderful just in black and white, or if you like to have something, if you like coloring, you can always adult color, and actually even watercoloring looks really beautiful, Charlotte, and I love to watercolor, especially the cards. There's also thoughts and advice from real life moms about their own experiences throughout the guide, and there are multiple different experiences experiences in there. We have moms that are raising tiny toddlers, um, moms with one children, several children. We have moms with adult teenagers. We have moms that are single parents, um, kids with disabilities. We even have voices in there of just supportive friends, people who do not have children, but have lots of friends that are mothers and wanted to also offer their wisdom, which I think is really, really cool. And something else that I like to denote that it is not faith or religion based. And this is something that 
you know, so, you know, when I shared this and my mom was like, oh, is that something you want to say? And truthfully, it is because there are a lot of people who want to have something for motherhood. And a lot of what I have seen out there is based with like a religious context. And I think that's wonderful. I am a religious person myself, but when I speak to myself, that's not what my voice sounds like. Um, and so I wanted to offer an option out there that does not have that slant to it. So it does not have information about faith and religion. It does talk about some of the maybe traditions that my family holds every year kind of being around, um, we're Catholic and Christian. And so I share those opportunities, but I am always like the guide is about encouraging the mother to define their own version of motherhood and what is important to them and their family. And so I use that as an example, but it's not saying you have to do that. It's saying like, hey, here's how we do traditions around this time of year. What's something that you want to do with your family? So just want to go through some quick FAQs, and then we'll go through the actual entry. So the first, who is the guide for? The motherhood grace guide is intended for any mom actively raising children. It's a great Mother's Day, birthday, holiday, or thinking of you gift. And it's for women who want or need enlightenment and encouragement on their motherhood journey. They're really going to love this guide. So I think if I think if a mom is a little bit too closed off and maybe not willing to hear this information, she's not going to get the most out of this guide. So that brings me into the question of who is the guide not for. Um, a pregnant mom, especially a first-time mom, or a or women that have a baby one year or younger would actually do better with the postpartum grace guide. Just a lot of the content in there is geared towards that first year phase, which does feel very different from other phases of raising children. And so I would say that the postpartum grace guide is better for moms that are either pregnant or have a baby one year or less. If a mom is sensitive to hearing about married couples, this may not be an appropriate guide. I do share a lot of personal stories from my own experience as a heterosexual married female. And so if you are someone who does not prefer to hear about married couples or you're thinking about a friend and maybe she's going through a very difficult situation, I would say to maybe hold off or even, you know, ask. You can always ask and say, hey, I want to best support you, but if this sounds like it's going to be triggering, I will look for something else, right? This guide is also not appropriate for women who live outside of or are not influenced by Western culture, as I share the history and pressure specific to these types of societies. And even in the entry that I'm choosing to read today, you'll hear more of that slant. So I am talking about the culture that I really live in, which is in the United States and a lot of these Western cultures that have very similar pressures. So finally, I just want to talk about how you can get the guide. You can purchase the guide individually. I also created two different bundles. There's one called the Bestie Bundle, which has two of the Motherhood Grace Guide, so you can complete it with a friend and you'll get a discount at bundling it together like that. We also have the Grace Bundle, which is one postpartum grace guide and then one motherhood grace guide. So if you know a friend who is pregnant, who really likes journaling, this is a really great gift. It is going to set them up for support for over a year, which is just 
really, really awesome and gives them that daily support for the postpartum period. Or again, if they choose to use once a week, even in the postpartum period, like (laughs) any support is better than no support, right? Sometimes we get so perfectionistic, but trust me, having that voice to help them through those periods is just really fantastic. And then I get a lot of questions about, you know, these sound great for my mommy group that I'm in. Is there any more deeply discounted pricing? And yes, I do offer volume discounts starting as low as five products. So even you have even had women who you know, all their friends seem to be getting pregnant at the same time, purchase, you know, seven guides or 10 guides. And um, how you can purchase these steeper discounts is you can email hello at motherhoodgrace.com and you can let me know, or I will send you the flyer that I have because it does start at five guides for steeper discounts, actually a 25% discount if you get five to nine products, but you can get up to 50% off depending how many you actually want to purchase. So definitely reach out if that's something that you're interested in. Okay, so I rambled on a lot about that book, but I just really wanted to make sure that you know what kind of support is out there. Okay, so I'm going to read this is summer 15 entry. So this is into the summer season. And the affirmation for that day is I reclaim my power on my own mothering journey. I reclaim my power on my own mothering journey. And this is the message for that day. The perfect mother myth and self-sacrificing martyrdom motherhood, that's a mouthful, began after the end of World War II, when the men were returning home and assuming the jobs that women had held in their absence. There was a time when women were expected to, quote, go back home. In fact, stay-at-home motherhood became viewed as good motherhood in the post-war period during the social reorganization of gender behaviors and roles. However, the self-sacrificing mother has remained an ideal. There has been even more intensifying of this ideal in the past decade with increasing technology and social media. When we create an idealized version of anything, we run into several issues. First, it is not actually achievable because it is an idea. It is not real. Two, it creates binaries. Good mom versus bad mom. Stay-at-home mom versus working mom. This leads to division, which leads to weakness, which leads to less power. Third, in this case, it makes women feel like we are in competition with other women when we are not. And then fourth, we internalize and embed the messages rather than rather subconsciously unless we are aware of and recognize them. So take back your power. There is no right or wrong way to be a mother. Be aware of the way society reinforces these divisions by perpetuating the narratives that began decades ago. Be careful not to get swept up in this narrative. And then it goes into the journaling section. So write it out. These are the prompts for the day. 
It says, write today's affirmation, and then there's space to rewrite the affirmation, affirmation, which was, I reclaim my power on my own mothering journey. The next question asks, how did I feel reading this entry? What are some binaries or dichotomies? For example, X versus Y, good mom versus bad mom, I've witnessed in the motherhood community. And I just want to even pause there because I I think about a lot of the topics, you know, we have breastfeeding moms versus formula moms. Um, there's a sleep training versus, why can't I, like co-sleeping. Um, so homeschooling versus public school. There's lots of different little ways that moms have felt like they are pitted against each other when in reality, it does not matter. <laughs> your child is your child. And then... And one last question, when do I personally need to release, what do I personally need to release as an ideal? So what do you need to release as this is the right way to mother? If you have a list in your head of this is the right way to do something, that is something that should be written down in this part. That is something that needs to be released. There is no right or wrong. There is none. Buying organic food for your kid is not the right way. It is a way. It does not make you a good mom. And then in some of the entries, we have either a picture to be colored or some words of wisdom from the community. So for this entry, there was an, a little pieces of advice. So I'm going to go ahead and read those now. The title of this section says, I need you to know, dot, dot, dot. So I need you to know to ignore the perfect mom post on social media. Most of it isn't real, and you will lose the joys of motherhood if you try to recreate those pictures in your own life. This was from the mom, Kristen, who has a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a five-month-old. I need you to know to do what works for your family. You are the only one who can make that choice and have to suffer the consequences, so do you. That is from the mom, Karen, who has an 11-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a two-year-old. I'm sure you can hear my dog coming in. That is the end of the episode that I had planned out for today. So I just want to thank you again for being here, for tuning in. And if the Motherhood Grace Guide sounds like a resource that would be helpful for you, you can just check out my Etsy shop. So it's Motherhood Grace on Etsy. And you could just type into the URL motherhoodgrace.store and that'll take you to the shop so you can see some of the different resources I have available there. Thank you again so much for being here. I hope you have a fantastic week and catch you next Monday. How are you supported, Mama? And how are you supporting others? I created this podcast and physical goods through my Motherhood Grace shop to provide uplifting and positive resources for moms and women. You can grab my affordable products like a personalized affirmation mug or the postpartum grace guide for yourself or a friend on motherhoodgrace.com or Etsy. Over half of the orders of my book, The Postpartum Grace Guide, are given as gifts, and it warms my heart to see moms supporting other moms. Get free shipping on orders over $35 automatically. You can shop on Etsy or motherhoodgrace.com. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for supporting my business.